You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. Hey, what are you doing? Sitting behind your desk? Traveling in a boring commute? Guess where my friends are right now? Bali. Guess where I'm going on Sunday? Peru. Machu Picchu. Not trying to brag, but if you need new friends, come check out Under 30 Experiences, our travel community for young people. If you were tired of waiting for your, your friends to do something awesome, come and make some new friends. We go to Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Belize, Iceland, Bali, Machu Picchu, Rio de Janeiro, Ireland, all over the world. Come check us out. And we have a very special offer today for anyone who mentions the Live Different podcast with Under 30 Experiences. You'll receive $100 off your booking. So go and check out under30experiences.com today. Hello, everybody. It's Matt Wilson with the Live Different Podcast, and today we have my very good friend, Michael Jacobs, with us, and uh, Michael is an author, an artist. He's the owner owner of Jedi Jewelry. He's been a mentor to me uh, for the last couple of years. We met in Costa Rica, um, came on one of our Under 30 Experiences trips, and we've traveled couple times together since then in Central America, and uh, I'm excited to have you on and really talk about the, the evolution uh, that's going on and how um, there are a lot of people stepping up um, into, into what we really have kind of talked about, you and I, about a, a paradigm shift between people um, who, it, in, the, uh, in the old days, if you could say, were really worried about money and materialism and um, really caught up in their own egos, and now it's shifting to helping other people. And you're seeing you're seeing of communities uh, pop up in this way um, to be able to make the world a better place. Um, and you've, you know, I know this is something that you're really passionate about, and and helping build these communities and being part of them. Um, so yeah, I want to have you on and uh, chat a little bit. What's going on, Michael? What's going on, Matt? I'm stoked to be on and stoked to jump into whatever is meant to be jumped into here. We always have some fun conversations, so I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's, um, yeah, I've been basically with the, the first several episodes of the podcast, I've just been uh, calling my, my coolest friends and saying, hey, what can we, uh, what can we teach? What, what, what can we teach people? What, me- what message or what mission needs to be spread? Um, and I know you have a pretty good one. Um, yeah, do, actually, it, it, let me ask you that. If someone had to say, hey, man, what's your, what's your message? What's your, what's your mission? What are you all about? What would you tell people? That's a great question. Um, I would tell people that I'm really about the individual's journey. Uh, like many people call it the hero's journey. It's, it's the, the journey of, of expansion, uh, of constantly stepping into new paradigms that are, that are of a higher conscious degree so that we can continue to evolve, you know, and we can continue to step into what our true selves are and, and, and the truest form of ourselves so we can make the greatest impact on this planet. Uh, that's really cool. And this is, this is something that we've talked about a, a lot. Um, but people, people listening might not um, be familiar, might not have kind of uh, heard this or, or sensed this. Um, but when you say having people kind of step into their fullest potential or become their true self, what, what, what do people mean when they talk about that exactly? Well, Matt, what I believe is there's a part of ourselves that has been covered up by conditioning 
by pain, by fear, by doubt, by insecurities, by all these different things that we hold within ourselves. And the more that we're able to work through our past uh, conditionings and these insecurities and all of these things, the more we actually connect with the part of ourselves that really is who we were when we were born and who we are when we were born, you know, and uh, really exploring who we are as beings at the deepest level, who we were born as, who we were born here to be and what we were born here to create. And uh, once we can clear all that conditioning, we can begin to tap deeper and deeper into this, 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 what it is to be called the, the true self. Damn. So basically everything that we know um, was learned from, from somewhere, right? Yeah, sure. We had genetics um, and sure we were born with certain instincts and um, you know, that a lot of that stuff goes on in our, our reptilian brains. But if we're talking about who we really are, um, you know, well, first of all, what, what kind of conditioning, um, what kind of conditioning happens to that? It, like to a, to a person after they're born because everything you know comes down from your parents comes down from your teachers come down comes down from government advertising whatever um what yeah what exactly do you mean by that conditioning you know we've been born into a society that has many different paradigms you know a society that we honestly live in a lot of fear of so it's, I guess what you could say and what I can say is like it's, it's really throughout all of our society. You know, we've been conditioned to live in fear, to say like, oh, I, I, I don't want to take that job or I don't want to try to do this because I'm afraid to do it, you know. And there's a lot of fear around what might happen. Um, we've been conditioned through television, through radio, through all these different media things to believe what the large majority of our population believes, you know. And... Um, and yeah, that's that's really like what all this conditioning is about. Is is it's this this paradigm of uh, of whatever we've been told to believe by our parents, by our friends, by society, by the government, by whoever it is, um, and that we've accepted is true because of that. Okay, so a lot of people, um, you know, so this there are certain people who are in control of whether it's media outlets or. Uh, schools curriculum or um, are looking to maximize profits through corporations or anything like that and they're all acting in their own best interest right and and you can't blame them for that um, but it's not like these guys are in a room somewhere and saying you know or, or in some cases they probably in some cases they actually are right it with uh, with politicians being in the same, or, or as they say, in bed with uh, lobbyists and looking to maximize profits and all this kind of stuff. But it, for the most part, for the everyday kind of common conditioning, what your parents have been taught, so they taught you, for the most part, people are, are trying to do the best that they can and act in their, their own self-interest or also what they think is best for you. Would, would you agree with that? Oh, totally. Totally. And, and that's, that's kind of where the thing, the, this conditioning begins is, is really with our parents. You know, our parents are always doing what they think is the best for us, which is great. And at the same time, they've, uh, they've got their own conditioning as well. So they're, they're really just, uh, implanting their beliefs on us. You know, if, 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 uh, for example, like the, the, um, the society's way of get a job and after you after you go to college and you you get a degree you know these are all things that 
Um, I know a lot of our parents have uh, have been born to raise or have been raised in, and born into and, and believe like that's the way to be quote unquote successful or that's the way to have a good stable life. Um, and many of us are waking up and realizing, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to go travel the world. I want to go explore. I want to go have experiences. I want to live. And, um, and, and really the, the, the test for us all is how much can we break out of the paradigms that have been created for ourselves and how much can we like release the conditioning of our parents and our parents' beliefs and what they believe and, and what our family believes and what our friends believe and, and really say, what do I believe? And what do I believe before anyone told me any of this? What would be my belief? You know, and, and once you can get to the core of that and really make decisions from yourself and who you are rather than anything else, that's when you evolve. That's when you step into your greatest power, your greatest form. That, that's, that's really cool. And, and I like, uh, in my own experience, asking myself, what do I believe or what do I think about this topic. Um, you know, I learned a lot from my dad and my dad is a really, really smart guy. And when people, uh, when people talk or sorry, when, when he speaks, people listen. And, um, you know, someone who I've looked up to my whole life and happens to be super conservative and, you know, grew up in, in the Midwest under, you know, certain conditioning. And he did, he had to go through a lot of things to get where he is in life today, right? And everybody's, you know, kind of the baby boomers generation, they all said, hey, we really want to make a, a better life for our kids, right? But, yep. you know, through through a lot of that, I never actually, I just like believed what my dad said or believed what we learned in health class or believed what the food pyramid told us or believed, um, you know, there's a million things that, that you that you believe or you you believe everything that you hear on the news because you think those people are are acting in your best best interest and sure they might be the people reading the news and usually those people are just puppets for um what what is really being disseminated out there um but what if someone wanted to actually figure out what do i think about this and i know people i know there are people out there because people tell me all the time yeah, this is what I believe, but I'm scared to to move forward. Um, but if for the I, the first step, right, is to figure out what do you believe. What what are some ways that people can just be like, all right, let me cut through the bullshit, let me cut through my conditioning, and actually try to experience life for myself, not just the thoughts and in, in other people that other people have put in my head. Totally, that's a great question. Um, it really comes down to self awareness, Matt. Um, and this is one of my favorite things. I've been talking about this for a very long time and it's my favorite things to see and observe because it's becoming more mainstream as well. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk, I, I recently saw one of his videos about self-awareness and how he labels it as one of the greatest tools in business and in life in general. Um, and, and so to come back to the question, how do you become aware of, of these conditionings and how do you release these conditionings so you can tap into your true self? Uh, it comes around self-awareness, you know? Uh, it comes around the idea of like when you're in the situation or in, in a scenario or talking to an individual, being so self-aware and, and being able to see the judgments that you're making, um, the stories that you have around this person and and connect the dots. It's all, that's really what it's all about. It's all about connecting the dots. And, um, for example, 
let's say, uh, let's talk about a little a, a risky topic, right? Uh, let's talk about sex a little bit. So if I, I was born in, in a Catholic household, you know, and um, I had a lot of conditioning around sex because of that, uh, you know, like the, the Catholic perspective, uh, or at least what I was ingrained in conditionally around sex was like, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's only meant for a married couple, you know? Um, if you have sex outside of marriage, you're, you're sinning, you're sinning, you know, it's a bad thing. You're doing bad. Um, and, and all of these different topics. And so when I'm in, in a scenario or I'm in a situation where we're talking about sex or where there's, there's sexual energy involved, you know, uh, I get to sit and I get to observe and I get to see all of those conditionings that arise. So I get to see my mind say, Michael, you're bad. You know, that's, that's bad that you're talking about that. That's bad that you're discussing this. And I get to see that that's like, that's just a conditioning. That's just a program that I've been ingrained within my mind to believe. And because I've chosen to believe that, I'm, I've now um, created that paradigm for myself. And, and as a child, I chose to believe it because I looked up to those people. Those were the elders, you know, those were my quote unquote mentors at the time, you know, and, uh, and I kind of just did what they said. So I get to observe how that belief and that conditioning has been ingrained in me and the key is to feel it fully, you know, to feel that fear or feel that judgment or feel whatever it is all the way through to the point where you feel it and you just pop through the other end and there's no more feeling of it. And the illusion and, and the, the perceptions are all, all just cleared. Okay. So, and I love the example because I think everybody struggles with, it's like the stuff I mentioned health class, right? It's the stuff that has been ingrained into our heads, right? It's like, reefer madness it's like oh my god if you have sex you're going to get aids and die or you're going to you know it's like the it's like health class showing us picture pictures of mangled penises like yeah yep. that's that's nasty <laughs> that's nasty but you're instilling fear into everybody and then there becomes a fear to talk about it and that is one of the unintended consequences of so much kind of top-down conditioning, right, when it's just, okay, us listening to the church or to the government or to the teacher or to your parents instead of them saying, well, you should, you know, if we all just kind of thought, if we all just uh, were given the... Um, given the responsibility to be able to to make our own choices on these things, right? We wouldn't need laws or we wouldn't need um, things to, to control the masses. And, but instead, you know, instead it's all ruled by fear. And I still have fears talking about this kind of stuff. Um, it, you know, even in a public forum, like that there are going to be lots of people listening to this on, on a podcast, like, it's exactly. weird when, when sex comes up around your parents, even though it's a, it, it shouldn't be at all. Like, I, I don't understand why that is even a thing. It's something that we must do as humans to procreate, yet it's swept under the rug. And then there's all this conditioning and all these, as I said, unintended consequences. It's all this crap that comes, comes along with it where then people have all these issues in their sexual lives and you have all sorts of, I don't know, deviance and, and stuff like that. And, and then, you know, someone, and then nobody's allowed to talk about it. You just keep that pent up inside, wouldn't you say? Exactly. Exactly. 
And yeah, that's, that's a big thing. Communication, you know, it's, it's, there's been this like idea of where we've demonized a lot of things, you know, we've, we've, uh, as a society have declared them as bad and, and, and as taboo and that we shouldn't discuss them, you know? And, um, I mean, it's happened throughout all of history. Like, if you think about it, in in the, in the early 1900s when there was prohibition, you know, uh, we demonized alcohol, you know, and we said it's bad. We can't we can't have it in our society. We can't have it here. And it wasn't until um, the uprising that occurred because of it, and and the people all standing together and saying, no, you know what? Let's change this paradigm. Uh, that the paradigm was changed, and and now it's a socially acceptable thing to go have a beer after work, right? Um, things things like that, like it's 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 the same same kind of paradigm is like we've we've been conditioned and told things are bad, and and once we just decide to say no more of this, like we I, I don't accept this as as my perception or my paradigm anymore, um, we all begin to shift. Okay, so you so when you're talking about. Um, actually observing your thoughts and actually saying, um, oh, this is actually, this is not, this isn't what I believe, you know, oh, the topic of sex comes up and all of a sudden you can start to, you can actually observe your thoughts by saying, by, by like labeling them, right? So a thought comes up and we're talking about sex and I see images of mangled penises in my head, right? I'm going to say... Oh, wait, that was Mrs. Crabtree from uh, Van Wyck Junior High School in Wappingers Falls, New York, who showed me that picture, and that's why this is coming up. Um, you know, that's where that came from. <laughs> and you can say, like, oh, like, I don't know, one time my mom, one time I came home, I had my first girlfriend, and the very next morning, there was an article uh, cut out by my mom right next to my breakfast on my way to high school about defective condoms. And there was an <laughs> article put out next to my breakfast. And that was like the communication with my mom about sex was a, a newspaper clipping, right? And, um, it, you know, you can start, okay, these are, are kind of ridiculous examples, but any time in your life, all of the voices that you hear in your head or all of your thoughts probably came from, from somewhere else. Even if you have fear about, right, like getting a new job, oh, I don't know if I can do it. Well, it's probably, you know, you can look at a thought and say, where did that come from? Is that, does that, did that sound like my dad, right? Or did that sound like a teacher who yelled at me when I was really little? Or did that sound like, um, my best friend saying, oh, man, what, do you, what are you going to do that for? Um, and, you know, that's, that's an exercise that I use is I'll just write down my thoughts and I'll say, ah, where did this come from? And then you can zero in on the ones that are, that are you from your own experience. Um, do you have any other exercises or, or um, practices or anything that people can do so that they're better at observing um, actually what's them and what comes from the outside world? Totally. Yeah. Notice your feelings, right? Um, the key is to recognize that each scenario and each individual that comes into your reality is a reflection, right? So they, they are you in some way, shape, or form. Um, so noticing your emotions is key and being super aware of your emotions is key because when, say, you get triggered, there's some anger or there's some resentment or something, um, that's an evident key to see a part of yourself that still can be healed, a part of yourself that can still, like, evolve and step into a greater form, right? Uh, and whenever you feel those, just notice and say, okay, where is this coming from? And how is, how, where does this feeling begin? Did it begin 
um, as a story, you know, is this some story that I have playing in my mind or a loop that I have playing in my mind of a certain scenario that's going on or X, Y, and Z, or, or where did, where did this feeling begin? Like, where did I first feel this feeling? And, um, and when you can tap back into that and then fully feel it through fully, um, that's, that's pretty much how the expression occurs. Okay. So, and, uh, this is funny. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to, I'm going to give you an example of, of what happened to me yesterday. Um, so I'm back in New York, I'm hanging out, um, with my family, we went to the beach, and this is kind of cool. This gives everybody a little insight into our relationship because this is this is a lot of you know you introduced me to a lot of these topics, um, and we can kind of go into the story later. But I would just call you with these kind of questions, and um, and you were able to really explain them in a way that um, you know that made a lot more sense to me. So all right, so I'm at the beach with my family, we're having a nice day and everything, and as the family conversation is is going on. I feel, you know, I've been away from them for, for months, right? I've been outside of the United States and I get back and I'm like, I feel myself at the beach. We're all sitting under a little tiny umbrella. It's getting a little tight and um, I feel different emotions popping up, right? I feel, uh, I feel myself getting triggered. I feel myself getting annoyed, Um because of, I don't know, the stuff that my family likes to talk about or just the, you know, sometimes just, just certain things about, um, okay, now I recognize uh, people's thoughts about money, right? They're like people, this is a, kind of an example, there are people out in a boat and people, you know, a lot of American mindset is like, oh, look at those rich people out there on their boat. Like, oh, that kind of money would like really mess you up, I think. And you get to start to, you start to see people's thoughts and feelings, right, about these things. And so emotions come up within me, you know, when everybody has these things, when your family's talking about something, you're like, oh, they're really getting to me right now. But as you just said, that's a reflection of something that either you don't like in yourself, or maybe it's a, a indicator of how you, how I used to be, or okay, I'm American and I'm part of this family, and yeah, I worked hard to get rid of these thoughts, but now I'm placed back into this into this uh, scenario where these emotions are going to come up, and I'm like, oh, I really wish my sister would stop talking like that, or I really wish my stepmom would do X, Y, or Z. What? Is that really, is that something that I don't like about myself or is that just like, um, could you explain the reflection to everybody, I guess is what I'm trying to say? Totally, totally. So how can I give a good example? Um, I want to answer your example, but I want to give something that's a little bit more detailed for your audience. Okay. So let's say I am, so I'm in a relationship right now and let's say my girlfriend says something along the lines of... I don't think you're doing enough work around the house, right? Um, and it triggered me, and I felt some anger or some resentment or some, something inside of me that wanted to be like, what are you talking about? I am. I'm doing so much work. Um, I would notice that feeling exactly and, like, dive into that feeling, right, and observe where my mind goes when, when I'm in that feeling. And that's because that in some way, shape, or form is reflecting back to me some way in myself that I think that I'm doing a lot and I'm angry when someone says that I'm not doing a lot. 
um, and observing that and being and saying, okay, well, why? First off, why am I getting angry? And a lot of the times, I'm getting angry because there's some sort of truth in there. You know, there's some sort of truth deep deep inside of myself that I actually believe that I'm not doing enough work, and uh, it triggered that and it got me mad. So, for example, if, if she had said, you're not doing enough work, and I, I would have just felt nothing and just said, okay, you know, I think I'm doing enough work. I, I don't feel that way. And I didn't feel any trigger at all, then that would probably show for me as an example that what she's saying is, is her own thing, right? And, and it's, it's her own um, lack of observation or maybe not doing enough work herself or whatever that might be. Uh, but since it did trigger me and since I did get angry uh, in this hypothetical scenario, um, I would look inside and I'd say, okay, where areas of my life am I not doing enough work? Like where in my life am I not putting in my full effort and my full energy and my full purpose? And the deeper you dive into the feelings, the more you find what the answer truly is. I like it. And, uh, and thank you for coming up with that example because it, so here is that was a perfect – uh, example of me, right? I just sat here and I said, why did I fumble on that example with my family? It was because I'm pretty, I'm a nice guy and I don't want to call anybody out in my family. And I have still have trouble talking about this stuff and what triggers me within my family. And I don't know how else to put it, but I was kind of being a little bitch about it. And so that came up in my mind. And, but that is the observation where I was like, man, why couldn't I get that out of me? I wanted to put an example about what happened at the beach yesterday, but I was, you know, that is a, a, a perfect example of observing yourself. So thank you for coming through on, on that example. Um, but it, when, And to follow through a little yeah. bit with your example, my, my bad, I don't want to interrupt. No, but, no, go ahead. Uh, you mentioned something about <clears throat> one of your family members saying, oh, why, why would he buy that boat or... or or is, is that a waste of money or, or something like that? Uh, I'm curious if you can speak a little bit more on that or if you're open to that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it was um, – so we're walking down. Uh, we went to the beach in Connecticut, and there's a, huge, there's a huge home on the golf course right by this beach. And we were, at, we were walking by it, right? And mm-hmm. um, it's a huge – like – I don't know, $15 million house. Maybe that number is a little high, but at least 10. And um, everyone was like, holy shit. Like my whole family was like, holy shit, look at that house. Can you imagine? Can you imagine having that kind of money? And they're like, I think that kind of money would just, it's too much. I think that would be, that would just mess you up. And they were, they were putting so much emphasis on it, right? And I looked at, I looked at the situation and because I've done a lot of work in this area and because I've tried to get out of the little American bubble and, and talk to other people who think differently about money and um, I don't obsess so much over it anymore and look at people who have and think that I'm a have not or anything like that. I was like, guys, it's just a house. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean shit about those people or it doesn't mean, I was just like, guys, it's just a house. Can we just... Keep, can we just like pay attention to how beautiful the view is or how nice of a day it is or why are we so sucked into this? And I felt myself thinking, yep, this is why I don't like to live in this area anymore. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So that, that, was, the, that was the specific example. 
Totally, totally. And how, like, what were the feelings that arose for you when, when you were observing that inside of yourself as well as when your parents or family were talking about the house? So I didn't want to feel too good, right? Like, I didn't want to feel too good for my family or be like, oh, I travel internationally now. Or I live in Costa Rica now where materialism isn't really a thing or everybody's you know, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be like, oh, guys, can't we just evolve, please? You know, it's just money. We all know that money isn't actually a real thing, which it's not. And these are, you know, I do have beliefs like this now, but I don't want to like put or, or you know, or I look at what my family still eats and I'm like, yeah, no wonder you're having X, Y, or Z problems. Look how many fucking carbs you ate today. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, but I don't want, to be that guy because, you know, I want to have, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. So, yeah, that was kind of the um, the emotions or the, uh, the thoughts that came up. Did I put my finger on it enough for you? Totally, totally. I got that. Yeah, you know, um, that's, it's very, like, it's very interesting. So what I've come to, like, observe in myself is, like, I used, like, I used to do the same thing a lot. And I even find myself, like, yesterday I was doing the same thing. This girl came over, and I was doing the same thing as you. I was like, really? This is your paradigm? Like, come on. Like, let me, let me like, try and wake you up. Um, and I've noticed that, like, the, I guess the more you step in, the more I step into myself, the more I'm like, you know what, like you can believe whatever you want to believe, you know, and I trust that like your awakening and your evolution is going to be perfect. And I'm going to say whatever I feel I need to say in the moment as well. You know, like I'm not going to hold back because like you have some paradigm of this or that, like I'm going to fully express my belief if I feel called to express my belief. And if it, if it arises, I'm not going to force it on you. Um, but if I feel called to say something I, I, that I need to say, then I'm, I'm going to say it. Um, so it's, it's like observing how I'm still judging other people for like where they're at in their evolution, you know, or even judging them like, and saying, Oh, you haven't like even tried to evolve, you know, okay. or you haven't even put in an effort to do anything, you know? Um, and, and observing where I'm judging that and being like, why am I like, what part of me is judging that? And, and why am I judging that? No, I, I love what you say right there because I know that if I bring this stuff up, my or like my family likes to to give me shit sometimes, right? It'll be dessert, and well, I you know usually order the bowl of fruit, and you know, and everybody else is is down with the chocolate cake, right? Totally. So, but then they'll give they'll give me like little snotty comments, like, oh, and they don't do it to hurt me, but they it, they're like. Oh, well, Matt doesn't eat sugar. He's too good for sugar, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, so that bothers me, obviously. But I know that it's because they probably have insecurities around these topics as well. And I don't like to, because I don't want to bring up those insecurities in in people, right? I try not to, I just kind of keep my mouth shut and, and try to lead by example around the house. And yes, I will bring up things like, try to point out, hey, guys, you know, what's more important than this house is the beautiful view. Like, look at Long Island Sound right now. Look how amazing this is. It's a perfect Memorial Day. Who cares about how much money this this guy has? It's totally irrelevant to the present moment. I don't mind saying things like that, but how do you get past that, that kind of fear without preaching to people? 
Totally. Um, for me, it's like if I have a fear of like expressing my truth, then it's like a place where I'm not actually fully, truly believing it. Right. So if I have like a fear of like, like saying like to my parents, Hey, like this is, uh, I'm, I want to go to Costa Rica and I want to travel for four months, you know, then I don't really want to do it. You know, mm. like there's like, if like, if I can't admit it to other people and if I can't actually take the action steps to do it, then I don't truly believe it at the deepest core. <clears throat> so the good thing is that like when I observe the judgment in myself and I say like, oh, I'm judging this person, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, right? Um, then I can look at it and I can say, oh, well, well, since I'm judging them for one of their beliefs and I think it's like ridiculous or I think this or that of it, then I still believe it somewhere inside. Like somewhere inside of me, there, there's still that belief and I'm angry at myself. I'm judging myself because I have that belief. Right. And it continues to appear in my reality and it continues to show up because I have that belief. And if I surrender that belief and I, I am able to find the area inside of myself and the part of myself that does have that belief, then I can step back and I can say, oh, OK, cool. I see that now. I can clear that. And when my parents tell me this or they say this or that, like it, it won't bother me and I can fully express my truth in every moment. OK, so. If I want to quit my job, if I want to go and travel, if I want to say, hey, guess what, Grandma? I might not get married in your lifetime, right? Like, yeah. that is something that I can never bring my, to tell my grandmother because she is 87 and she's still full of life. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's just not or like... Grandma, okay, yeah, I went to your house and I broke out, right? And my skin broke out because you still, we've had many conversations about, and my grandma's like really hip and really with it. We've had many conversations about like organic foods and stuff like that. She just doesn't believe in them. She just, she just thinks it's a scam, right? Totally. And that's, that's what, you know, you're 87. Okay, that's, that's fine. You've ate this way your whole life. Well, okay, now... My skin started to break out from all the testosterone and all the protein in the, the meats. And, you know, it's a very uh, whatever. So I truly believe that. And, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I'm talking about my 87-year-old grandma right now. But if you're trying to tell, like, your parents, hey, I do want to go to Costa Rica for four months. And you think that they might flip out or maybe not even flip out, but just have that kind of discerning voice that you hated when you were a little kid. What is something that our listeners can do to say, all right, I do want to step into my fullest power and be cool with it, and I want to go to Costa Rica that bad, so it's gonna, it should be effortless to be able to, to tell everybody about it. Totally. Uh, the best step is to do it. Like, like, it's the easiest step, and it's also the hardest step. And while you're doing it, like, feel everything that arises for you. Like, don't hold back your feelings. Don't hold back your emotions. Like, fully express and fully feel every little bit of it. And, uh, and when you're able to do that, like you're, you're going to conquer the fear, right? Like for example, um, <clears throat> when I told my parents when I was in college that I didn't want to get a job and that I wanted to start a company and that I wanted, wanted them to invest in my company, you know, it took, like, it took a very long time for me to build that up, you know, and it took a lot of personal development for me to get there. 
And it wasn't until I had developed myself to a person, like a point where I was like personally strong enough in myself and confident in myself that I knew the venture would succeed, that I knew that it was my next step. I couldn't even go to them. And once I did resolve all that in myself and I went to them and I said, this is what's true for me. I feel this passion. I have this idea. I know it can be great. I want you to invest in it. And fully just dove into the fear and said, you know what? Like I fear them saying no, first of all. And if they say no, I'm not going to quit either. I'm going to find it from another direction, you know, and make sure that, that, that they know that, like, that's how passionate I am about this. Um, that was like one of the scariest moments and being able to pop through that, I have no fear of, of starting my own venture anymore. You know, I have no fear of, of, Oh, where's the money going to come from? Or how's this going to happen? It's, it, it all just, I know it un- it's going to unfold the way it needs to. That's, um, yeah, no, that, that, that's really powerful. And some people say, I, I like where you went there because some people say, observe your thoughts, right. And just realize that they're thoughts and that these are just fears and they're not really real and just go ahead and do it. Or some people say, shut off your brain. But what you're saying here is no, feel every bit of it and say, it's not that different. You know, feel every bit and say, okay, well, it's not going to kill me. So feel what that feeling is like. And then you can be able to get through whatever you have to face with ease because it's like a muscle. It's like, okay, if I, if I work that out, if I um, continue to practice that, if I continue to fight through obstacles in my life, well, then these, the next obstacle is becoming easier, uh, easier and easier. Like I love to make decisions, right? People say, oh, don't you get ever, ever get tired of making decisions? I love it because I practiced it for so many years. And so they just come effortless to me. I, I, I love to make decisions, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And it all came from breaking past that first time where you were afraid to make the decision, you know? And, and the thing is, like, the, <clears throat> what you mentioned is people shut off their minds or they shut off their feelings and they don't want to – they just do it with that, you know? And, and, and that's all great, but it's just going to come back up again. The fear is going to come back up again and again and again and again until finally you say, I'm going to do it and I'm going to feel it all. Right. Um, and it's not until we can like fully feel it through 100% in ourselves that we can just go into it every time and be like, I'm not afraid of this. Like, like let's do it. That's uh, yeah, that, that is really powerful, Michael. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so what, can you can you talk a little bit about your story? I'd like to kind of. I think it's an inspiring one, and um, you know, you started a business while you were in college, and had this crazy trip to India, and then we met, happened to meet in Costa Rica. I've hung, actually have we've never hung out in the United States, have we? I don't believe we have. <laughs> okay, so we've <laughs> we've hung out only exclusively in Costa Rica. Um, yep, which is which is pretty cool. Um, what, can you talk a little bit about your own, your own shift or how you've been able to just beat down the fears in your life and um, just starting with like your business plan competition in, in college? Can you share a little bit about your story? Because I think it's totally. one that a lot of people can relate to. I would love to. Yeah. So my first two years of college, I, I got into college and, and 
Uh, before college, I was uh, a national golfer and, and loved playing golf and was playing it very competitively. And I decided when I went into college that I wanted a new experience. You know, I'd played golf my whole life and I knew that if, if it was my passion, I would be called back to it. And, and if it was my purpose, then I would, I would be able to do it my whole life. And I said, I want a new experience in college. <clears throat> so I went in and um, had the intention of doing the business school and learning business, you know, and, and about maybe two months, three months into it, I had my first business idea and, uh, it was a website and I was so excited on it and, and worked on that. And so for the first two years, uh, I worked on like multiple little business ideas like that and I failed miserably. Um, they would get to a point where I would be like, why am I working with these people? Like, why did I start this? What, like, what is, like, what am I even doing here? Um, and I wasn't able to ever like get to the point of generating revenue and, and, and creating something that I was like passionate about that I wanted to tell everyone about. Um, so my third year of college, which ended up being my final year, I ended up traveling to, uh, India, like you said, uh, traveled around India and, and just had ex this expansive experience of understanding like, wow, this is like a whole different way that people live and, and I don't have to live in my own paradigm. Like I can travel and, and I can travel for cheap and do all of these crazy things. And, um, that, that's where I ended up, uh, starting an app company out there and, and worked on that. And, and when we met, I was in the middle of the app company. I was actually, uh, uh still pretty deep in it. And I, uh, ended up uh, working on that for a while when we met. And I think it was right after we met, actually, I, I ended up surrendering that um, and letting go of the app company, moving on uh, from all the things that I had been super passionate about. And it was because of our first trip, Matt, where we met in Costa Rica that I was so inspired to go back. And I just felt like this huge like pull, this huge call after the under 30 experiences trip that, I was stepping into something big. Like during our trip, there was like multiple points where, um, like for example, when when I gave the speech to the yoga girls, you know, where I felt this this full energy of of something, uh, I guess you could call it infinite inside of me that was so powerful, ready to be unleashed, ready to be like just showed to the world. And I also knew that I had a lot of growth and evolution to do to get to that point. And I can say right now, I still do. Um, and so I, as soon as I got back, I, I sent an application into Rancho Margot, the place we were staying at, um, started planning my trip to Costa Rica. And I think in two or three months, I had sold the majority of my things, packed the rest of it into a, uh, two or three bags and was on a plane to Costa Rica for four months. And uh, over those four months, I just expanded. I evolved. You know, I, I went to the ranch for a month and learned permaculture and learned agriculture and all of these different uh, things that I had never experienced before. And uh, I traveled around Costa Rica living out of a backpack for three months, having no plan at all not having a clue of where I was going to be or when I was going to be there and just letting my intuition and synchronicity guide me, you know, and I continued to get more and more messages and more, more and more, uh, like feelings of like, Oh, I need to go to this place. I need to go to this place, you know? And I ended up, uh, doing some medicine ceremonies out in Costa Rica that just shifted my entire perspective and shift my entire life. And about a year ago, 
uh, I returned from Costa Rica and I've been back in the U S for the, the, for the past year and, and I've fallen in love and I've, uh, been creating more of my passion than I've ever done before. And, and I'm in it. That that's, that's really cool. And Michael, we're getting a little feedback. I don't know if it's, uh, if it's your microphone rubbing, maybe again, if you have a headset on or, or something like that, I just want to let you know, or if there's something going on by the speaker. Um, but so for a lot of people who are probably listening, um, I think it's easy. Everyone has something inside of them that's telling them something. And most of us just, you know, sweep it under the rug or most of us just let it fall to conditioning or, um, you know, are afraid to face that fear or, or all the stuff that we talked about before. Um, and, you know, what I, what I want people to know is that you were, you know, you, you sold your app company and you were featured in Entrepreneur Magazine and you've written several very, um, very uh, straightforward startup innovation business pieces on under 30 C uh, on under 30 CEO. And, um, but you're kind of, you then through your different travels, um, you've been able to look at things a little bit, you know, follow your heart a little bit more. You're much more of a free spirit, um, than, (laughs) yeah, than, than most people. Where, (laughs) where is that balance between, you know, Hey, I want to quit or, Hey, I don't want to get a job. Hey, I want to start a business. Hey, I want to travel, um, into a lot of people are probably listening and saying like, that's great that you can just work on your art and your music and you've written a couple books in the last couple of years and do all of this stuff. But a, a lot of people are afraid because it's hard to make money, uh, following, following your passion. It just, it just is. And it's not, it's not to say that anybody can't do it. Um, but I, I guess what's, what's your best advice on people following following their heart, I guess is, is the best way to put it. That's a great question. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it comes with the realization that sometimes, honestly, the mind tricks the heart. Like sometimes we allow the mind to lead and the heart to follow. And we think we're heart centered and we think we know what the heart wants, but really it's just the mind communicating the heart and telling it something. And <clears throat> the key is to go, is to go deep inside. And I mean, we've talked about many of these topics, meditation, uh, yoga, such things like that are, are, are great practices for practicing your internal work. Um, but it's, it's really about connecting with yourself and really about, about asking and saying, look, I've got probably 80 years in this lifetime, 90 years, 100 years. And X amount of those are really good for me to go travel and explore the world or do what I really, really want to do. And how bad do I want that? You know, that's, that's really the question. It, it really comes down to each individual because each individual has to decide it for themselves on an internal basis. Like how bad do I really want this? And how much am I willing to just surrender and go and move and take action to do, to make this a reality? And, yeah, and go if, ahead. yeah, if they answer a hundred percent and they command that and they, 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 declare that to themselves, then their whole reality will shift. Shit. And, and so how do you just, how do you just surrender to that? Because man, it's like, 
oh, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to die if you don't sign up for your, for your mortgage uh, this year and you, you push it a couple of years. Or if, you know, you're, if you're not contributing everything that you could to your 401k when you're young, hey, you know what? Life is probably going to go on. You could probably make some sacrifices to make that happen. How do you completely surrender to that? It just goes back to feeling it, you know? It goes back to going towards it and feeling it. And whatever you're afraid of, like whatever it is. So, for example, when I, when I was afraid to, to tell my parents I wasn't going to go to college or I, I was going to finish college, I mean, I wasn't going to get a job afterwards. Um, it took me to actually go into that scenario, to actually create that scenario where I was like ready to tell them or I was about to tell them or I was telling them and feeling every little bit of your fear. Every little bit of that conditioning that arises that says, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, you know, feel every little bit of it and don't listen to the voice in your head. Just observe the voice in your head. Don't, don't listen to it, feel it, go into it, do it. <laughs> I, I completely agree. And, you know, you've told me um, before, like, hey, go into a dark room and exactly what you just said, feel it, like. You know, I was going through a breakup, right? And you said, okay, well, go into a dark room and feel everything you got to feel. And when you come out of the dark room, you're going you're gonna to feel a hell of a lot better or you're going to have gotten through a lot of stuff. Um, and what, what is it about the conditioning of the world that makes that not okay? Because I bet, I, I know for sure, there are a lot of people who are listening to this and are like, Man, what are these guys talking about? Like, I'm way too <laughs> macho to talk about that. You know, I'm way too macho to do anything like that. Or there are people who are probably are probably saying, "Yeah, but I don't need to go to therapy." You know what I mean? What is it about the conditioning of of the world that has just like make made people lose lose sight of that, or or for this not to be okay? Well, we've been taught not to feel. You know, I mean, since since childhood, you know, like uh, a large majority of our population has been raised and conditioned to not feel things, has been in this place of, you know, if you feel pain, be a man and suck it up. Mm-hmm. You know? Like if you're about to cry, like don't cry. You're a man. You don't cry, you know. Um, or, or for, for women, you know, just like a, a, another example for the females is like, hold in your emotions, you know, like, like, like hold, hold them in and be strong and, and, or whatever the perception is that, that we've created for ourselves. And that's the overlying problem. That's the overlying struggle with our current society and what is present and what we've created for ourselves is we've created for ourselves a society that doesn't feel. You know, a society that can go bomb the opposite side of the country and and yell and scream and be like, yeah, America, yeah, we're killing people. Like, you, they, it's because we've disconnected with our emotions. We've disconnected with our spirit. And we can't see the fact that you're sending a bomb to kill someone and you're screaming that you are, we're America. Like, are you kidding me? Um, and, and once we begin to resolve these emotions internally, once we begin to connect with ourselves internally and say, like, what is like, like, what do I really feel? And how can I feel it more? And ask ourselves that. 
that's when we can step into the next paradigm. That's when we begin to evolve individually and as a collective. That is, um, th that's really powerful. And, and you had mentioned some different practices that people can do to start experiences, experience this thing. Of course, you mentioned yoga and meditation. And, and originally I was like, no, you know, I don't know if I'll get into it with, with Michael about meditation because, um, you know, it's something that you and I talk about so much and I've mentioned it a lot on Under 30 CEO lately. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll give the topic a, a rest. Um, but for really actionable stuff like this, right, where you have a fear and you're trying to get over it or you are asking yourself, how bad do I want this? Or you are visualizing, all right, I'm going to go into that room and have this conversation with my parents or with my boss or whatever. What is, a, um, you know, how can, how can meditation help? Or can you give everybody just like a, a two minute or a five minute thing that they can do by, by themselves, even if they don't? You know, even if they're not interested in uh, in sitting in lotus position and flying to outer space. <laughs> of course. The simplest thing is just close your eyes, sit in a space where you're comfortable and just focus on your breath and just follow your breath. And observe your body, observe your mind, observe everything that arises for you and just be the observer. And I think that's the simplest key. You can do it for two minutes. You can do it for five minutes. You can do it for two hours if you want. Um, it's the simplest key because that's what it all comes down to, right? Like this is the whole conversation of not feeling your emotions, of this, of that. It all comes back to self-awareness. And we're not aware of ourselves enough. And through just following our breath and being present to what is within our bodies and the stories and the, the talk that our mind has as well, we can choose to become more self-aware. And that's pretty much the ultimate key for whatever you want to really do with your life, whether it's you want to break out of your current paradigm or whether you're an entrepreneur listening to this and saying, how can I start my business better? How can I make my business better? Well, you can make everything in your life better by making yourself better. And it's the only way that's going to happen. You can make millions of dollars and not change yourself, and you'll probably be in the same exact paradigm that you were when you made the millions of dollars, whether it's unhappy, whether whatever it is. Um, and it all begins simply with changing yourself. And when you begin to change and evolve yourself, you change and evolve the people around you, your friends, your family, your business, everything. Damn, yeah, and that's... Um making it, you know, the fact that you need to make yourself better if you're going to make your, your business better because if all of a sudden you're going to have those same issues and you have a ton of money, well, money usually, money is a, a huge multiplier for those kind of issues usually. And that's when, when you look at someone's big-ass house on the ocean, you say, oh, my God, I think I'd lose it if I had that much money. Well, you, you just might because uh, it, it doesn't sound like you're – if those are still – is that still your belief system, um, then you're probably not ready for, for that. Exactly. That's, that's pretty cool, Michael. Um, man, this is, uh, as always, coming, coming full circle and um, – you know, I think there are a lot of actionable takeaways for this kind of thing. Um, and, and one thing I did want to mention about the, the meditation, right, is if you are, you're just practicing, observing what comes up, 
And then you can do this all the time. So yeah, say you're having a stressful day and you're like, I just want to sit in the park. You know, I'm just going to sit in the park for two minutes and close my eyes. Or I'm just going to close the door to my office and take 25 deep breaths and count them. And you're going to see what pops up and in your mind, right? And you're having a stressful day because you don't want to tell your parents about quitting your job or whatever. Well, then you just realize, oh, that's just a thought. Oh, that's just a limiting belief. Oh, that's actually just uh, my mom's voice in my head. And then you can do this all of the time when you're, you know, when you're doing business, when you're at the gym saying, I can't do another repetition, when you are in a relationship getting pissed off and you, instead of getting causing a fight, will you say, oh, that's just uh, a thought popping up and actually that doesn't mean anything about this relationship. Um, but you just start to observe what your mind is telling you. Totally. That's cool, man. Um, well, hey, if, if we wanted to, to really wrap things up um, and you had just some, just some parting advice, um, but something, something actionable that people could, could stop listening and just go and do, well, what would the first step to be able to, to start conquering your fears be? What, <clears throat> what do you feel right now in this moment? So for everyone that's listening, what are you feeling right now? And just tune into that and observe it and begin to ask that feeling questions. See where that feeling is in your body. Is it in your stomach? Is it in your heart? Is it in your head? Is it in your throat? Observe what you're feeling in all parts of your body and just tap into that and see what happens. I love it. Michael Jacobs bringing everybody right back to the now uh, because that's, <laughs> that's all there is. That is all there is. I like it. Well, well done, man. Where can, uh, where can more people hear about you, follow um, your mission and, and your message? Definitely. You guys can uh, all follow me on Facebook. That's usually the best place to contact me, to reach me. Uh, you can search me up by facebook.com backslash mrjacobs21. And, uh, and you'll be able to find all the projects and things that I'm working on there. Mr. Jacobs 21. I like it. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, brother. I really enjoyed it. It's it was, awesome. It's been a blast. Talk soon. Hey, did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, I have a quick favor for you to ask. We are trying to spread the live different mentality, the mission right now, so other people can take advantage of all the stuff that you just got to hear about. If you could go to iTunes and leave a review and a rating, this will help us get on the iTunes new and noteworthy list. And that way, a bunch more people can hear about what we do over here at the Live Different Podcast. So I really appreciate it. If you want to share it, please do. Give it to a friend in need. That is what we want to do. And uh, keep doing good stuff. I appreciate it. Thanks.